We are back with another Illini postgame show from No One Access. I'm Craig Schott. That over there is Nico Hefflinger filling in for Logan Lee while Logan is taking some time in the sun to rejuvenate, hopefully wearing some sunscreen that Logan because he's a little fair-skinned. But appreciate Nico uh, joining us tonight. Illinois wins 69-60 over Ohio State, uh, a game that Illinois needed to win. Illinois pretty much controlled throughout, so we're going to recap some of that, go over the stats, and what stood out to us. Some of you joining uh, while you were here, obviously all of you, like and subscribe while you were here. Um, hit the like button below wherever you are. Subscribe. Follow us on all our socials. I got Nico's below his if you want to follow him for his stuff. Uh, mine's below mine, and all the show um, socials are on the page in front of you or in the description wherever you are listening. But, again, like and subscribe. Also, get in the comments. Get in the chat. This is live, so we will read some of your comments coming up later in the show here in a couple minutes. But first um, – some of you joining us, a lot of you might know Nico. He spent a uh, majority of time on TV in Champaign at Fox, Illinois. He has since uh, left the TV uh, TV business like myself. Um, Nico, how you doing, first of all? It's been a long time since I've seen you. We text occasionally, but haven't seen you in a long time. How's it going? Yeah, it's going good. You know, happy to be here. Uh, appreciate the offer. I know we've been trying to work this out for a little while, but uh, as you know, you uh, you leave the TV business and and life kind of takes things over for a little while. But slowly but surely, starting to work my way back in, and uh, you know, talk some sports, watch some Illini from a, a much different perspective. Um, as you mentioned, just want to go over real quick, uh, spent five years in Champaign um, as the sports director at Fox, Illinois. So I've been watching this Illinois basketball team since Brad Underwood's first season. So really, I've seen that resurgence, seen the struggles, seen the highs, the lows. Um, and now coming into a, a much different season, obviously, with a completely different roster. And I'm sure we'll uh, talk about that quite a bit. But yeah, ten years um, in the in the TV business. Got some some normal hours now, nine to five, working from home a little bit, and uh, loving it. And um, you know, fortunately, loving tonight's Illini game as well. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun one to watch. Fun one to watch. One question for you first, real quick. Do you miss it? Not even a little bit. <laughs> I have not had a single a single day where I'm eating dinner at home or a single weekend where I can do yeah. whatever it is that I want to do. Where I've been like, man. Working yep. till 11 p.m. really has its perks. Yeah, yeah, really. No kidding. I'm I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, we t I talked to Nico months ago because when Illinois football was really starting to roll, um, you know, it was it's it's hard to get me and Logan on the same schedule on Saturdays. So I was like, Nico would probably be a a good fill in for football. We thought about doing some football post games. He's like, yeah, sure, I can do a couple. I can't do them all. And then that's when Illinois started losing and lost four of their last five. So we're like, yeah, we're not going to do football post games. But um, glad we can get Nico in here. Uh, Logan is in the chat. I hope Logan's enjoying himself, having himself a pina colada or something for both of us on the beach. But uh, yeah, Illinois wins 69-60. What's that? Hopefully not getting caught in the rain, though. <laughs> I hope he. I hope he gets rained on every day he's there. Don't tell him I said that, though. <laughs> let's talk some basketball Illinois wins 69 60 um honestly we were kind of talking about this before we started uh it's kind of it was kind of a zone out game there for for a little bit um Illinois got up by like 12 or something and then Ohio State cut it down uh to eight or nine at half and then Illinois got it back up to pretty big 14 or 15 then Ohio State cut it back down to like eight or nine but then it never got below that eight or nine range which is that's where you 
that's where you start to get nervous. When it gets down to like that seven, eight, nine um, in the second half, that's where you get nervous. But Illinois was able to able to hold off for the for the victory. Uh, moved to fourteen and six, I believe, five and four in the Big Ten. Uh, four guys in double figures. I think that's a huge key for this team when they get multiple guys in double figures, especially four. Uh, that's a good sign. 17 from Terrence Shannon, 14 from Jaden Epps, 12 from Matthew Meyer, and 11 from Coleman Hawkins. And then uh, a couple guys went off on the boards, too. Coleman Hawkins had nine. Matthew Meyer had eight. Terrence Shannon had seven. And Ty Rogers also had eight. Good game from him. Coleman Hawkins with six assists. Illinois shot 41% from the field, 18% from three. That's pretty key. When you shoot 18% from three and you still win by what should have been uh, double digits, that, that's a good sign. And then 89% from the free throw line. Uh, rebounds, where's rebounds here? Out-rebounded Ohio State 44-30, to 30, uh, another good sign. Um, so just a lot a lot to like tonight, um, not a lot to dislike, other than the three-point shooting, which we know this team's not good at shooting the three, so that's about to be expected. So, Nico, nine-point win. Uh, what do you think? I, you know, you kind of mentioned it turned into a little bit of a zone out in the second half, but I think the thing that was nice to see was this team never kind of let off the gas. They were having explosive plays, you know, even if you're looking down at your phone for any bit of that second half where they're up by 14, all of a sudden, hey, we got some spark plays. There was a lot of steals. There was a lot of dunks. They were playing up-tempo, um, really, you know, moving the ball, um, running downhill and getting to the rim. And I think that's something that – we all thought this team would do a lot of this year when we talked about the athleticism and all the new pieces coming in and we thought it would take a while to come together, but it's just seemed to kind of lack. And, you know, we had talked about it last week and you said, you mentioned it um, following the Indiana game, this team kind of, it's one way or another, they either have kind of a dominant win or kind of a, a, a game where they're not showing up. You know, I don't want to say yeah. completely lopsided loss, but that's what a lot of them have been. Um, yep. But I think this game was a lot of fun. You know, I, I've been to one yep. game this season. It was the Syracuse game. That was a 29-point blowout win. But mm-hmm. there weren't that many electric plays. You know, I think one of the more exciting moments was the back-to-back free throw misses for free chicken nuggets. So it's uh, it, it hasn't really been that, that up-tempo speed that we all kind of thought we would see. But I think tonight showed yep. a little bit of that athleticism that this team clearly is capable of playing of and, and has the ability to do. Yeah, Got those nuggets tonight, too. They did. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice to hear the announcers get into that too because that place was rocking following those nuggets. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, they had, you know, multiple big plays in a row after yeah. that as well. Yeah, and then the place got rocking too when Zed Key fouled out and he who wouldn't sit down. They just the student I don't know if you caught that. He fouled out and they did the left, right, left, right thing. And then he wouldn't sit down. So they were just chanting standing at him for like five plus minutes because he did it through the media timeout yeah this is yeah it it was funny it was funny um so our we normally go like over a key three and i think you you touched on what my first one was going to be was the big play the momentum plays like a lot of times this this team will be in a situation where they're up by like six or seven with a chance to step on a throat and hit a three or uh, make an alley-oop like they did tonight to Coleman Hawkins or or Ty Rogers, and then they throw it away or make a stupid mistake. Like you said, they didn't do that tonight. They were aggressive for the full, almost 40, I think probably under the under two minutes, they they were kind of like, all right, this is is over. But um, I like the aggression across the board. I don't think there was one guy that that laid laid up tonight, which was nice. 
Yeah. And I think looking at, like you said, um, you know, keeping that aggression up when one thing that when looking at the season as a whole with how hot and cold it's been where they either show up or they don't, the game started, Coleman hit that three and then it was like, oh, this, this could be good. And then the next possession turnover from him and on mm-hmm. a very bad pass. And it was kind of like, yeah. that's right there, that hot and cold nature right out of the gate. And you saw some stretches in the first half where they were playing pretty well and they were able to, I think, build up a, an eight point lead heading into the half. And then they came out in the second and they had a nice big bucket once again to open the second half. And from there, it felt like they never let off the gas. I was kind of waiting for that first mistake to see how the team would rebound. And it just really never seemed to come. And by the time they, you know, maybe did make a mistake, it was already kind of out of reach. Yeah. Um, I like to look at, I don't know how, how much you look into analytics, but I always have the, the live stats up here and they've got an analytics section. And my favorite is efficiency. It's all the good, subtract the bad. So points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks, minus missed shots and timeouts. Really anything in double figures is good. And Coleman Hawkins was a 24 in efficiency today, which is outstanding. Might be his best all season because normally he's right about that 10 because, you know, he turns the ball over so much and he misses so many shots that that efficiency falls. But he only missed um, – he was 5 for 10 from the field. All five shots he missed were threes but he had those nine rebounds. He had six assists and he only had one turnover. So you were just talking about that bad pass early in the game. He didn't have any turnovers the rest of the game. Um, and, and our group chat. That... Go ahead. That, that's been something that's been Coleman's struggle. It feels like all season within yep. those mistakes and everybody that I've talked to throughout the year, it kind of seems like he's been in his own head too much that the only thing yeah. stopping Coleman Hawkins from being one of the better players, not only on this team, but in the big 10 is Coleman Hawkins. And it kind of seems that yeah. there's been that, that bridge that he just hasn't been able to cross. And and hopefully tonight was a good sign that he, he made that mistake early. Um, yeah. Like you just said, and, and didn't let that kind of dictate the rest of his game. It was still able to make a lot of impact plays. Yeah. He's a little lackadaisical at times, I think. Um, I, and most of his turnovers and I can see it in his eyes watching the game. When he wants to make a skip pass, he he can't make skip passes. They get intercepted eighty percent of the time, and I saw it a couple times tonight. And he like he loaded up, and then he didn't. I was like, "There you go, we're making progress." So opposite of Andre Curbelo, where he'll he'll see that and gun it. Yeah, yeah. Although the last couple shows, me and Logan have said Andre Curbelo would be a great fit on this team because there's no point guard. But couldn't agree more. I we'll we'll leave that for I another time. I was in the minority <laughs> ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. Well, we can talk about that another time since he's obviously not here anymore. Um, yeah, I don't want to say this team goes as Coleman Hawkins goes because there are other guys. Um, but when this team when this team gets a good Coleman Hawkins like tonight, they're going to be hard to beat. But I feel like it's so hit or miss. It's it's like every other game. He can't string multiple games together. And I think that kind of just goes to basketball as a whole. Now, you know, you need the superstar, you need a solid number two option, but so much of it is getting that third guy. That's going to be a consistent third scoring option. And I think that's kind of been the thing that this team has maybe struggled with throughout the year as well. I think 
Shannon's obviously been your best scorer. Matthew Myers really kind of turning into that number two. It's it's a matter of who's been that number three option. You've seen some flashes from Coleman Hawkins. Jaden Epps yeah. has shown some flash. flashes. I think he did that again tonight. Um, yeah. Dane Danger has had some stretches, but he's also, you know, had the foul trouble, had some some turnover problems throughout the year. So I think it's getting that consistent third scoring option that will – you know, this team is really going to need to develop that down the yeah. stretch if they want to, you know, make it out of that first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, tough game for Dane. Uh, three of five shooting, six points, four rebounds. Uh, only played 13 minutes. He had four fouls. He, he just never found a rhythm tonight. Um, not a huge um, impact, really, because everyone else played played quite well. Um, I thought Ty Rogers and RJ Melendez both played really well as well. Um, it's nice to see RJ kind of coming around. Um, he only scored, he only had three buckets, but I feel like he was everywhere tonight. And Ty Rogers, the same, he had eight rebounds tonight. I, I feel like if you get that out of those two guys in that position, they played RJ played 31 minutes, Ty played 16. I mean, that that's a good combo there for quality minutes off your bench. Well, and you mentioned Ty Rogers making an impact, and at one point it was you know, Illinois got out that out to that early lead. And then things slowed down a little bit. Danger had to come off the court with that foul trouble. And I remember thinking I, I didn't have Brandon Lee making the first you know, really <laughs> impact play of this ball game. And him and Ty Rogers kind of set the tone on the defensive end um, early on in that game. And, you know, the team really seemed to rally around that. And I think that's a big thing as well is, you know, you need those guys that are going to make those just gritty, tough plays. And, you know, Rogers had a couple early fouls, but they're still tough yeah. defensive plays. He's making – you know, he made Ohio State work for those buckets and, you know, send him to the line. And, and we saw what can happen when uh, when you send a guy to the line for two. Whole, yep. stand, whole stadium gets free chicken nuggets. Whole so. stadium. Yeah. All you got to do is text the number, I think. Uh, I just saw that on Twitter. You just got to text the number and you get you get the nuggets. Um, but, yeah, Brandon Leap, two minutes tonight, two points. Um, an offensive foul. He <laughs> tried to get four points and he just ran over the guy. <laughs> tried to dunk from the elbow. It was a valiant effort. You, get, you can't knock the hustle on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've been going for about 15 minutes here. Let's say hi to the chat. Uh, check in on some people. I know Logan's in there, but we're not going to bring his up because he's uh, he's having too much fun. Um, yeah, this was a, a good play too. Jaden Epps off the back inbounds. Um, I don't know why guys continue to turn their back to the inbounder under the basket. It seems like you see it every week if you're watching <laughs> the highlight shows. I mean, it's not like a one-time-a-year occurrence. It is, if not weekly, every other week a guy's finding a way to, to make somebody look like an absolute fool and, you know, great heads-up play. And you love to see that from such a young player as yep. well and a guy who's really, yep. you know, kind of just – Took his opportunity early and has made the most of it, and he keeps making plays like that. I mean, he's not going to be uh, coming off the court too often. Yeah, uh, we got a comparison from Philip here. You might appreciate Coleman Hawkins reminds me of the 06 Chicago Bears. Rex Grossman high highs and low lows, no middle. I still to this day love Rex Grossman, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that says more about uh, how terrible the quarterback situation has been. But it's kind of a fair comparison because yeah. he, you know when Coleman's on like like I said earlier he's you know not only one of the best players on this team he's one of the best players in the Big Ten and I think you know they mentioned on the broadcast tonight that he has stretches that show like this guy can play at the next level it's yeah. just a matter of stringing that together and you know avoiding those games where he has some stretches as well where you're like 
what are you doing? Like, yeah. Slow it down. Stop chucking up contested threes and turning the ball over. And yep. um, you, you mentioned turn the ball over. That's uh, That can be Rex Grossman right there. So good Coleman, bad Coleman might be the new uh, the new theme of the season. <laughs> good Rex, bad Rex. Uh, Dade Pitchford. Uh, Ter- good things happen when we drive the ball to the basket. I'm so impressed with Shannon's ability to pass when he goes downhill. This team is so much different when Terrett Shannon is aggressive and gets to the paint as opposed to when he tries to break down a defender and hit a step back three. I've said it for the last three games. Shannon needs to take more twos than threes. If he's taking more threes than twos, this team is in trouble. So I 100% agree with Dade here. Shannon getting to the rim is like key number one for me for this team. And I I love the thought as well. I mean, we talked about it right from the beginning about – how much this team pushed the pace, really played downhill, um, got to the rim a lot. Even when they were up big, they didn't stop going to the rim and, you know, rather than just run the clock and chuck up threes like we've seen them do sometimes. Um, You mentioned Shannon was shooting the three, and I I can't agree more that watching him get to the rim, I mean, we haven't seen an Illinois player like that. I mean, outside of Io DeSumo, we haven't seen a player with the ability to get to the rim like Terrence Shannon can do in a very long time in an Illini jersey and it's something that is uh, such an important part of his game and such an important part of this to this team's success as well because even when he doesn't score when he gets to the rim he draws a big foul I mean those are momentum plays and he's a very good free throw shooter as well and it's definitely something that he needs to you know continue to do um, for this team to make a deep run this year. It's reminiscent of I'm sure you I mean we saw it in person because we were sitting courtside shooting video when Trent Frazier would drive and he did that like lefty wrap around uh, around like three guys like Shannon doesn't do that but the defense does the same thing Terrence gets to the paint and all five for example tonight all five Ohio State guys collapse on him because they think he's going to take it to the bucket and then if he's able to pass out you know Illinois not the best three-point shooting team but if you can find Jay Neps or Matthew Meyer on that drive then uh I'm happy with that. I'm even happy Coleman Hawkins. If Coleman Hawkins is open, sure, choose as many threes as you want. It's when he shoots the 30-footers that that they get in trouble. So, um, Yeah, and you mentioned yeah, they've sure. got a lot of options of guys that uh, would obviously have the green light when they get an open three. It's just, yeah, like yeah. you said, that matter of there's a lot of possessions where they kind of just chuck up contested threes. There was one from Terrence – uh early yeah. in the first or late in the first half he kind yep. of just chucked up a three and it looked like he was calling over to brad that he needed a break and he didn't come out but then i think two possessions later he drove the rim he got fouled and went to the free throw line for two and that was a, a big play and part of the reason that they were able to kind of extend that lead heading into the halftime yep a couple more here then we'll get back to uh our show uh michael uh, loyal viewer here. Back-to-back slams with Hawk and Ty were awesome. That was probably the loudest it got other than the Nuggets um, was those dunks. Um, Ty Rogers has maybe the best vertical on the team. His head was at the rim. Yeah, those were some I love, I love it. slams. And, and, you know, just want to once again reiterate, like, this team never let off the gas. And I think yeah. that's something that this team needs to do, though, because – when you have such an up and down season, you need to have that game where you, you know, do everything in your ability to can to, you can to kind of figure things out because yeah. you're going to need it down the stretch. And that's going to be the big question mark is what happens in some of these close games because they're going to come at some point. So, you know, yeah. kind of playing like you're still, you know, every possession is so crucial, even when you're up by 12 and 
once you get momentum, not relinquishing it. And I think those back-to-back dunks were definitely the highlight of that game. The most annoying thing about this team is in those situations, like you're saying, effort is something you can control. Like the Penn State game and the Mizzou game especially, when you get blown out like that, it's not because they lost to the better team. It's They didn't show up. There was no heart. There was no effort there. When everyone says this team is maybe the most talented team in the Big Ten and you're losing by 20 to Mizzou, that, that comes down to heart, which you control your own how how you prepare and how you play, which that, that makes this team so annoying. All right. Um, we'll stay away from the chat for a little bit. If you got anything, um, we'll probably be here for about 10 more minutes. So if you got anything else, get in there um, and we'll we'll close the show with that. Um, I know it's your first time here, but we do it every day. Guy of the game. I will let you go first. Who's your everyday guy that maybe didn't stuff the stat sheet or was it the leading scorer, but, but kind of did it all right. And you walk away tonight impressed with. I think there's two different avenues you can go. I'm sure whoever I don't go with, you will. I gotta <laughs> go go with Coleman Hawkins though. Yeah, um, yeah. We mentioned it from the start that he came out, he set the tone right away, knocking down his first three of the game and, for a guy who can kind of be a streaky shooter sometimes, I think it's important to see that first one go in. He got that. He did have the turnover on the following possession, but that was pretty much his last mistake of the game. Yeah. That's my bad mistake of the game. Um, never got down. He was making impact on both ends of the floor. Um, defensively, offensively, he was scoring, passing, rebounding. I think it was probably his best all-around game um, of the season. And I think it's something that, if that Coleman Hawkins can show up a majority of the games down the stretch, this team is going to have the ability to move up the standings in a big 10. That's been at least compared to recent years, fairly lackluster. Um, It's definitely, I think more open and less top heavy than it's been in the last five or six seasons. Yep. We've talked about it for weeks. It's Purdue 12 teams and Minnesota. Like it, it, that's what it is. Um, So yeah, if Illinois can get this Coleman Hawkins, um, they, they will probably, I'm 95% confident they will get the double buy. They'll finish in the top four in the big 10 if they get this, uh, yeah, 11, nine and six tonight. So one rebound and four assists away from another triple double because you saw his first one against Syracuse, which was uh, only the fifth in Illinois history, which is crazy to me. Who is your other one? Cause I'm not sure I'm going to go with who you thought. Ty Rogers would have been my other one. I think he was yep. just maybe the most fun player on the court tonight because yep. he didn't, you know, he wasn't leading the team in minutes, but when he was out there, he was making his presence felt. And and like I said, you know, if he's not, if he's not necessarily getting a stop, he is, he was getting a hard foul and all of his fouls weren't easy. You know, they weren't like the ball was going up and getting a chance to go in. No, he was making them earn it at the line. Yep. And I thought those plays like really kind of set the tone early on, especially with danger out that, you know, mm-hmm. even with a minimal front court um, for however long danger was out in that first half, um, Ohio state was going to have to earn it uh, yeah. when they were coming into the paint. Yeah. Um, he rebounded nicely from the easiest layup miss ever. Remember, <laughs> did you see that play in the first half? This wide open lane. He made a great cut. There was a great pass to him in the lane. And instead of using the left, he tried to do the nice little like, behind your head, like flip with the right, and he missed it. You got to get fancy with it sometimes. Yeah. No one's fundamental anymore. That's been this team's problem is maybe they get a little (laughs) too fancy sometimes. So I guess maybe not. And I'm sure that's one that's going to be highlighted um, on 
mistakes that, the, that we can clean up. Yep. You know Brad's yep. going to be calling out that play in particular. Yep, yep. Um, that's not who I was going to go with. He did deserve mentoring, mentioning, so I'm glad we talked about him. But I was going to go with Jay Neps. Um, he st- he um, started tonight, took the place of Sincere Harris in the starting lineup, um, scored 14 points, 2 of 8 from 3, uh, 2 rebounds and an assist. So he didn't fill up the stat sheet. He was only 3 in the plus-minus, but I thought he played well. And, and he's the one guy so far this season, I guess other than Terrence Shannon, that has hit the big shot when they need it. He hit a couple threes tonight that really extended the lead to like 14 or 15 and kind of put it away. So I'm going to go with Jaden Epps for my everyday guy, just for stepping into the starting lineup and hitting some big shots in the second half. And the heads up play off the back. That's going to be a a fun one for the highlight reel at the end of the season as well. Yep. One other thing uh, we just mentioned, Ty and Jaden, sincere Harris. I don't haven't obviously listened to the post game, but sincere Harris only played seven minutes tonight. Um, no points, 0 of 2, uh, two fouls. He just didn't do a whole lot. I don't know if there's something behind it or if it's just Jaden and Ty were playing so well. But still, you'd like to see him get more than seven minutes, even if those other guys. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but an, an off night from Sincere Harris tonight. I think there probably is something to the fact of how, how well Ty Rogers was playing. Um, one of, if not his best game of the season. Um, and when you're making an impact like that, sometimes you kind of just got to start rolling with some different options on the floor. Maybe, you know, try some, some different packages uh, out there to kind of see what else you can get because this team hasn't really been able to, to piece it together quite yet, at least for, for yeah. significant stretches. So um, maybe kind of just working with some different options, see what you can get. All right. That's all we've got for our rundown. So we'll get back to the chat. If you got anything, this is last call. Uh, We're probably going to shut it down in like five minutes. So last call for chat. Uh, Let's touch on Adam here. I know we mentioned a little bit, but um, RJ played well. He is struggling with that touch though. He's he's short on a lot. There was especially, um, there was one, I think three or maybe kind of short corner shot in the second half that I, he got the ball and I was like, oh, this is the one he's, this is going to drain it. And he was just off the front rim. And um, I think that might be the one that uh, got Coleman Hawkins, the lob or something, maybe, or Ty Rogers. I don't know. RJ just doesn't feel it. He, he doesn't have the, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. And it's been an interesting dynamic to see as well, because <laughs> you know, coming off of last season, you know, he kind of had his yeah real breakout, down the stretch, you know, in the Big Ten tournament, in the NCAA tournament, and he kind of looked like, yeah, they're, you know, this team brought in some veterans in Shannon and Matthew Meyer. Um, he kind of felt like the guy, though, that was one of those returning guys, you know, getting the full offseason on campus who was really going to make a big impact. And not that he hasn't had his moments this year, but I think it's been a little short of what a lot of us kind of felt he was going to be able to do yeah. when you look at kind of making that jump um, from year one to year two. Yep. Um, next up here, Danger Danger helped shut down the OSU bigs. Yeah, I didn't realize this. Ohio State came in seventh on Ken Palm in offense. Oh, wow. And, yeah, they were seventh in the country on uh, Ken Palm's adjusted offense efficiency or whatever he, he ranks them. But um, Illinois really shut him down. Uh, what did they shoot from the field? 37% from the field, 40 from three, 60% from the free throw line, 60 points. I'm sure that's much lower than their season average. Um, yeah, D- Dane continues to impress me. I know he had an off game offensively, um, and me and Logan have said this, so I'm going to get your thoughts. 
there are certain gate aspects of his game that are better, if not much better than Kofi. What do you think? I can't you agree disagree with that. With that. Um, I, I look at one play in particular, you know, that spin move that he's been able to develop where he kind of, you know, fakes inside or, and then goes baseline mm-hmm. back with the other mm-hmm. hand. He's done that every game effectively, and it hasn't been stopped very often. And at one yeah. point tonight, it did get stopped, and I think he came back to it. If it wasn't the next possession, it was two possessions later, and he was able to hit it for a, a big bucket yep. right there. But he's got such a unique skill set, I think, for a guy his size and how surprisingly nimble he can move for being 6'9", 270. Um, he, he has – so much potential, I think, to get better down the stretch as well. And, you know, we, we see the flashes. It's just going to be a matter of – and when you look at it, Kofi was kind of the same way as a freshman when he was really starting to get in there, play significant minutes, that he struggled with fouls early on. And it was kind of, you know, yep. being able to develop your game and, and reel that back. So I think if they can kind of start to limit those fouls and continue to get his uh, his motor up a little bit – um. He's definitely going to be such an integral part for this team down the stretch. And it's going to be kind of yep. fun to see if he can continue to develop that. You know, you had mentioned that he didn't he didn't necessarily play a great game. I wouldn't really say that he played a bad game, though. I thought he he made yep. an impact on both ends of the floor when he was out yep. there. Yeah, he was in foul trouble for a little bit, but um he made I think enough enough quality plays to to get a, a positive grade tonight. Yeah. Um Michael saying he reminds his feet remind him of Georgie. Um, me and Logan said in our like midseason kind of roundup episode we did on uh, Saturday that D- Dane Danger is our biggest surprise of the season, uh, far exceeding expectations, and hope it continues because he uh, his ascension has been key to this team. I know it, it's changed what this team is doing because we talked this all off season about how you know this up and down, up and down. You know, Brad's getting back to his seven second offense, and I think Danger has kind of changed that. But I think it's it's for the good here. Um, last thing in the comments here, nine of nine from the line from TJ tonight. Free throws, man, they're they're so Jekyll and Hyde with this team. Like one one game they'll show what they go thirty or forty percent from the free throw line a couple games ago, and then they go sixteen of eighteen tonight. It it just doesn't make sense. But I think. Uh, Shannon's the one guy from the free throw line that you can kind of count on to to shoot like this because that's a lot of his game. And that goes right back to what we've kind of been saying all night that how important and such a big part of his game is getting to the rim. Yep. Guys that can get to the rim need to be able to shoot free throws. And he does that at, uh, to use a Brad Underwood term, an elite ability to shoot, you know, <laughs> when he gets to the rim to make his free throws. So had to had to squeeze that one in there. I knew you'd get a kick out of that. I have two pet peeves with Brad Underwood. One is his use of the word elite. He uses it way too much. He, he the other did. one, the other one is his orange blazer that's not orange. You it's have like had a salmon. problem with that since like 2017. <laughs> yeah, and he won't get a new one. Okay. Um. Up next, I know it's Wisconsin. I'm trying to pull up the schedule here. I know it's Wisconsin on Saturday. Yeah, Wisconsin at Wisconsin, the Cole Center on Saturday, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, my time, 2 o'clock Central on Fox, the big Fox network. So a nationally televised game. Uh, currently, Wisconsin's 12-6 and six and 4-4. Four and four. I'm assuming they play either tomorrow or, yes, they play tomorrow at Maryland. Um, not the easiest place to play, but Maryland has kind of fallen off since they beat Illinois. So uh, Saturday, 2 o'clock Central 
on Fox for all you Illini fans back in Illinois, three o'clock for me. Um, what do you think? You think they can sweep the Badgers this year? It's always tough to get, you know, two wins over an opponent in this yeah. league. And, you know, yeah. every Big Ten game is hard. And I think you see it every year that, you know, you mention how great Purdue is this year and how terrible <laughs> Minnesota is. Would it really surprise anyone if Minnesota was able to to squeeze one out of Purdue where you just have an off night? And, and <laughs> that one might surprise you, but you see it every yeah. year in the Big Ten. Um, yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, will which team will show up? That's going to be the big question. And that's something that I don't think we're going to have an answer to for the rest of the season of, yeah. you know, can this team consistently prove that they can play at a high level in the Big Ten. I think it. I think that's going to be the next two months of the season is determining that. And if they can even do it, you know, just make the losses, not blowouts. Give people yeah. a reason to watch the end of the games. That's all I said coming into the first football or the the first season under Brett Bielema, switching over to football. Give people a reason to yeah. watch the game in the last four minutes. Yeah. And most of the losses for Illinois this season, people have not had a reason to watch the game in the last four minutes. And in basketball, that's a little bit worse than in football. That's a good point. That's a good point. Give it, give everyone a reason to stay for the whole game. Um, I expect a close one. I'm sure the line will be like, probably it was three tonight. I would assume it'll be like similar on Saturday, probably in uh, Wisconsin's favor since it's at Wisconsin. Cole Center, as we know, is kind of. Uh, been a tough place for Illinois. So so we'll see. It should be a good one, uh, but we say that every time. And like Nico said, it's either a 15-point win or 15-point loss. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, just finding that middle ground a little bit. <laughs> somewhere. It's got to be there somewhere. Thanks, Nico. It was fun. Yeah, you have me, Craig. Uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Logan's gone for a couple more games before he comes back, so I'll need some, some fill-ins for the next couple games. But uh, uh, it was fun. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for your insight. I know you're um, – not tied to the program anymore, but you know um, what's going on and you're still in Champaign, unlike me. So you're a little bit closer to the team than I am. <laughs> yeah, fun to talk a little orange and blue with you and uh, get to catch up a little bit. All right, man. We appreciate it. For everyone else, like and subscribe. Uh, we will see you next time. I believe on Saturday we'll figure something out. It might be myself. It might be Nico. It might be Tyler. Um, won't be Logan. I know that. But for Nico, I'm Craig. Thanks for watching.